a musical adventure. New artists, new musicians, and everyone involved in the world of music. Live from Music City, Nashville, Tennessee, this is J-Rod Concerts the Podcast with your host, Jamie Rodriguez. Let's find out what we have this episode. Hello, everyone, and welcome to J-Rod Concerts, the podcast. This is your host, this and every episode, music journalist based out of Nashville, Tennessee, Jamie Rodriguez. Hope everyone is doing great. And, well, this is our Thanksgiving week episode, so uh, very thankful for many things in this life. But uh, one of them is definitely you guys listening to the show. Um, We wouldn't be what we are without your support Uh, So whoever you are, wherever you're listening to, we really, really appreciate you taking the time to listen to what we do and uh, kind of uh, share our passion with you guys. So thank you. And we hope you guys have a good turkey day with your families and loved ones. Happy Thanksgiving. Now, today's episode, ladies and gentlemen, he's a very recognizable voice in Nashville. His name is Caleb Lee Hutchinson. If his name sounds familiar, is because in 2018, he almost won American Idol. He was second. He was runner-up. He lost to, actually, a friend of our show, Maddie Poppy, who was on our show about last year. Um, they were a couple for a while, but uh, they're not a couple anymore, but that's beyond the point. The point is, Caleb just released an incredible new album, Southern Galactic, produced by an incredible producer called Titanic Sinclair. And, man, it is an incredible EP. I mean, it's a 12-track project, guys, that... Woo! Imagine country with some 80s synth and um, just incredible new indie garage rock with classic Western riffs. It is psychedelic country at its best, and we absolutely love it. It's a late year surprise. Uh, great new songs. Um, I miss Silverado and Good at Being Bad. There's a bunch. It's just a great album, so we hope you guys enjoy it. Check it out. And we talk a lot about it in this episode. So. Uh, if you want to be up to date on news and information, check out CalebLeeHutchinson.com. So let's get on with it. Thank you guys, and on we go. The man of the month of the past few months, Caleb Lee Hutchinson. <laughs> yes, sir. Man, that album, Southern Galactic, Caleb, it's been. Dude, if you hear 10,000 spins out of coming out of the Gulch in Nashville, it's probably our studio. I mean, man, those free, those notes of Silverado, just from then to the end, man. What an album, dude. Thank you, man. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm very, very, very proud of this one. Yeah, and of course, for my audience, you know, they may remember you, of course, from your epic run on American Idol and your great career that you've done thus far, Caleb. But let me ask you this. Were your fans shocked? When, when, when this album, when the singles started coming out, Caleb, because it's wonderful, but it's such a sonic departure from maybe some of the stuff you've done before. What, what was like that feedback at the beginning? Yeah, you know, it's funny. I was fairly nervous about it um, just because you're right. Like, it's definitely uh, kind of a leap creatively and sonically and everything. And I tend to, to lean a lot more just traditional. Um, so it was it was sort of a risk. I knew that ahead of time that like people may not be as stoked on it as I was, but honestly, the reception was warmer than I ever could have hoped it would be. Like people, 
immediately um, kind of loved it. And that was a great relief for me, you know, because I, I certainly wasn't trying to disappoint, disappoint anybody. Um, but I think, you know, like people notice when you're trying to, you know, do something different. And I think a lot of people were able to get behind it. So I was very grateful for the reception it got. I love it. I love it, Caleb. And, you know, by the way, you've leaned into into change. That's what you're talking about. And, and that's where growth comes artistically and personally. I, I think you've been through quite a bit of change in the past year, year and a half or so. Yeah. And, you, and you seem very comfortable with it. Uh, w w would that be fair to say? Yeah. I, I, you know, I think uh, like anyone in life, change makes things uncomfortable and growth kind of happens when it becomes comfortable for us. Mm. You know, so I, I think, um, yeah, it's, it's been a, I mean, really like the past five years or so ever since like idol and everything, my life's been just kind of weird and ever changing and lots of uncertainty. So I've, I've had to try to get, you know, a little comfortable with the discomfort, um, over this past little bit, pretty much all my adult life. So yeah, you know, I, I think, um, I come from some good stock, you know, like my parents are such strong people and have been through a lot in their lives. And, um, yeah, I mean, you know, life, life is great and sometimes it sucks, but regardless of what it is, we've got to push on and, and learn how to live. So I think this whole year has been a, a great lesson in that. Man, Caleb, the, the fact that you know that, that resilience and that life is problems and overcoming them, that, that speaks volumes of your character, brother. That's incredible. Yeah, you know, life's up and down. And that's all of us in this world, we're all going through different experiences, but I feel like that's pretty uniform. Everyone's got some downs. So, right on, man. Well said. Well said, Caleb. Uh, but yeah, man, I, I mean, this album, I mean, obviously the work you did with Titanic, Titanic Sinclair, the producer, um, you, you did it. Just uh, just uh, close to San Antonio as well, but you know, I think you mentioned in some in, in some interviews as well that you needed to like kind of like just step out of Nashville because this can be like a bubble, right? Like Nashville, y y everything starts kind of like feeling the same a little bit. But I guess the question is, Caleb, you know, when do you know? Like, how do you know when a producer is the right one for your project? You know, because especially one as important for your career as this one, um, you know, you can't can't fuck up the producer man and you did it but it's a it's a gamble yeah no gamble is the is the right word man it's uh you know i've been a fan of titanic sinclair for like most of my life i, I found his music and his art when i was 14 or 15 so i've been listening to him and been a fan of his for a long time and we had spoken you know over the phone and message back and forth and stuff but even on my way to texas uh, and I know for a fact he felt the same way. It was still like, we kind of got to see if this works or if it doesn't, mm -hmm. you know, that there was a possibility that we would get together and just not for whatever reason, just not work well together. Um, and yeah, I was very, very fortunate in that within like the first couple of hours of hanging out with him, I was just like, Oh, I just, I feel like I'm just hanging out with my friend. Nice. And, you know, when we started working, it's it's the the least like work it's ever felt to to make a record you know like it just it was kind of bizarre really because we we made the record so quick too and it wasn't because we had to it was just we were having so much fun 
um, you know, we'd finish a song and he'd be like, well, you want to do another one? And, <laughs> you know, we, we were just having a blast. Blow it. I just, I got very fortunate, you know, I'm sure there's a lot of people that I would love to work with that, you know, if, if it came to it, it may just not, we may just not, you know, mesh well together. Um, but yeah, Titanic Sinclair is a true genius. Like he's one of those freak geniuses that, um, you know, if we were living hundreds of years ago, he probably would have got kicked out of the village, you know, people would <laughs> thought he was doing something crazy, but just being around that guy made me feel so much more uh, smart and just getting to watch his approach to making music and uh, his ideas on how it would reach people and the way to do things was such an education. I, I just tried to be like a sponge when I was in the room with him. But, you know, and it's so great. I mean, he saw your potential, you know, and, and he just unleashed it. I mean, and when you listen to stuff like Left of Me, Better Now, whatever, and you listen to all this new stuff, man, it's just like, dude, like you got like arena act all over you now. You know what I mean? Like, it's just like unleashed. It's so, it's so great, Caleb. But anyway. Yeah. Thank you. No, I, I mean, I truly owe so much of that to him. Um, cause I think when, when I was writing songs for this record and was deciding to do it, um, even before I knew how, how it was going to be exactly like getting to talk to him, you know, I was kind of in a weird spot, as you mentioned, and, um, was sort of uncertain about everything in my life and really like, you know, not even trying to play like the sob story game here was really at a place where I was like, I don't even know if I'm like, if I got what it takes, if yeah. I've if got the talent or if I've got like the motivation, the self-belief and getting to work with someone that you hold to such a high regard and have them look at you and go, no, this is great. And you're great. And this is going to be great. Like, I can't say enough words about what that did for me on a personal level uh, as a as a human being and an artist to have someone that I love and admire kind of love me back. You know, it, it yeah. really, really helped my confidence and I think allowed me to kind of be less worried about everything, getting to put my trust into him and then just getting to make music and, you know, getting out of that national bu bubble and not thinking about every song going... Will this be a radio hit? Is this what so and so is doing? Will, will these people right. this? I got to just hang out with someone that I regard as a hero and make music, and none of those thoughts were even in my head. And I think that's why I love this record so much. And that is that is good, Caleb, for all of us. I mean, just this weekend now, I was covering the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame in New York, and man, just being around people like Flavor Flav and Tom Morello, you know. And yeah, Stapleton was there and stuff, but it's like, okay, it's like, it's like you, rem you remind yourself that like, you know, you can come back with other flavors and that's important for our careers, I guess. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Now, Caleb, by the way, you look great, man. I saw you, I saw you in person uh, like a week or two ago, man. Like what's your regiment these days, man? You look, you look fantastic, dude. <laughs> Thank you, man. No, it's uh, you know, it is a, a constant work in progress and I am a, I'm a real stress eater. Uh, I, I don't do drugs. I don't drink much, but boy, I can tear up some food. So, uh, you know, I think like, um, I still work out just about every day. I, I'm, I'm, I love like lifting. Uh, it's sort of when I, when I was going through all the American Idol stuff, I was very, I had like a pretty bad eating disorder and, um, got very, very unhealthy and very skinny. And, um, 
although I'm a little thicker than I'd like to be, you know, going to the gym and, and getting to have that approach, uh, and rather than focusing on seeing the scale weight go down, being able to look at like being, being a big, strong, tough guy, um, it, that's been helpful. So it's, you know, like every other aspect of my health, it's a work in progress, but, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm happy with who I am. Man, you look great and you're tall, you know, like I'm like five, four. So like, you know what I mean? It's like, I get less leeway. You look fantastic, brother. Thank um, you. Let me ask you about Airst Airstream uh, Dream Sarah, because uh, that's a heck of a song. And, and you did it with, uh, with, with Jesse Wilson. I mean, there's, there's some obvious musical chemistry just out of you, out of you two guys. What is this? This song is going to explode, man. But I find fascinating about this song. Is this is it true, man, that like Jesse Wilson was a teacher when like, you know, watching you an idol kind of thing and and now you, you guys are making what I think is gonna be a goddamn smash to end the year start the new one. Yeah, no, it's it's very funny. I met Jesse back in April. Uh I was just out with some friends at a writer's round and I heard her and um talked to her that night and, and she watched the show and yeah, she was a teacher at that time and was just like watching American Idol at night after a long day of education. Um, so yeah, it's just it's funny how the world works. And you know, she's from like East Alabama. I'm from West Georgia. Um, so you know, it's it it was cool to like meet someone in Nashville who's kind of like someone from where you come from. That's and nice. yeah, so we got together couple weeks after it was right before I um, was going to Texas because I went out to Texas in May and she was just like well I'd love to write sometime and I was like I have two weeks and then I'm gonna go make a record so if you got any time like let's try to write something and we ended up writing quarter life crisis which is on Southern Galactic and then I came back from Texas and we wrote Airstream Dreams and um, yeah no it was it was a blast yeah fantastic man what a story. I mean, what are the odds of that? That that whole thing you just told me, like, right? I mean, it's got to be like one in a trillion. The odds are slim, especially because it's really hard to get me to leave my house. So the <laughs> likelihood of me, like, being being at Live Oak when she happened to be playing or playing, yeah, and no, it was cool. Oh, man, Caleb, I appreciate your time. You've been so great. Let me ask you a few questions about your background just because I find it fascinating, brother. Um, when you were at South, uh, South Paulding High School, you know, mm -hmm. take me back there. Were you like the most popular guy in school with that voice and those looks? You have to be, right? You'd be surprised. Well, it's it's kind of interesting because um, I wouldn't say I was like a popular kid, but I like I was kind of friends with everybody. Mm. So I wasn't in like any particular clique. I was just sort of friends with all these different people. Honestly, it's funny because that's pretty much the same thing I could say for me in Nashville. I feel like Nashville is one big high school. And it is, dude. And, and and Soho House is the cafeteria, by the way. But yes, <laughs> yeah. And I don't, I don't really like belong to any. I don't have like my club. I'm just kind of friends with people all across the board. Um, so yeah, I, I think that was that was sort of my experience. You know, like everyone knew I played music and and whatnot. Um, but yeah, I mean, that weren't was... the girls? I mean, because if I was a girl, you know, in uh. In uh, in Eastern Alabama, you know, and, and there's Caleb Caleb Lee coming down the hallway with that voice. I'm like, man, I gotta I gotta get in on that early, you know. Man, I told I told this story a while back, and uh, my parents, a few people got upset on my behalf, but 
I remember I had a, I was friends with this girl back in high school and I had a big crush on her and she used to host like bonfires at her house. Mm. I remember, um, I was hanging out with her and a group of friends and I was sitting on the tailgate of my truck and she was sitting next to me and I was playing guitar and singing her songs, like whatever songs she wanted to hear. And I remember she looked at me and she said, I wish that you looked how you sound because you sound so hot. So, oh my God. so look, it's, you know, it's, I was, I was a thicker boy in high school than I am now. So this is, uh, I wasn't, I wasn't exactly a, a lady killer. However, I did, I did well for myself. Um, I think so. you're doing pretty well for yourself and, uh, well, <laughs> this young lady is, right. you are, <laughs> oh man, what, what a story, Caleb. Well, I think you're going to, you're going to play a song for us, but let me ask you about your dad for a second, because just these great memories of you listening to cassette tapes with them, you know, Mississippi, John Hurt and Waylon Jennings. Um, you know, when you look, when you look now, man, we're going to 2024, man, where time is passing and you realize that like these moments with family, it's like they're blessings, you know, it's, it's what makes life so valuable. Like take me inside one of those moments, you know, when you're just like putting the tape around with your dad. Yeah. You know, I used to, uh, my dad would drive me to school early on you know like first second grade and yeah he, he used to play all these cassettes i remember he played me um mississippi john hurt and i was riding to school and i remember he looked over and he goes how many people do you think are playing guitar right now on, on this track and i listened to it and I think, two or three and he goes that's one guy that's that's one guy and, and a guitar singing and playing all that remember just go no way and and listen to it and that was kind of one of the things early that you know got me interested in guitar just that one person could make all this noise um but yeah no my you know no one in my family plays music but they're all fanatics they're all uh, such huge fans of such a wide variety of music and from an early early age that was like my sole interest so hell yeah, yeah. I would just ask all the questions and listen to everything and uh, wanted to know more than them early on. <laughs> Man, thank you for your time, brother. Congratulations again on a spectacular album. Absolutely, brother. I appreciate it a ton, man. Absolutely. Southern Galactic out now. Caleb Lee Hutchinson. Thanks for your time, bro. Thank you very much, man. You have a good one. Take you have been listening to J-Rod Concerts, the podcast. Thank you for tuning in.